listen, everybody. No, I'm happy start. New Year, Jen. <laughs> I was like, uh, you're too excited. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's uh, gonna be 2023. I've been really having some feelings <laughs> about 2023. Song. I've been really having feelings because it feels so close to 2025, which is a full quarter of a century. That's wild. Yeah. Listen, but can I just say, I'm sort of looking forward to 2023 because it really feels like the end of 2022 is just unhinged. <laughs> like, everyone needs to go to their corners. Yeah, sit down. And just think sit about your quietly and, like, reflect on the snowy outside. Or the if you live in the <laughs> southern hemisphere, have a glass of white wine and just stare into the middle distance of warmth. I feel like the only people who are truly allowed to be very excited right now live in Argentina. You won the World Cup. Oh, yeah. Congratulations, Argentinians. Argentines. Yes. Argentines. You've had a nice time of it. And so we think you, everybody else, should calm down. Argentina, you keep partying forever. So, everyone, welcome to Faded Mates. This yourself. I guess it's Jen, Jennifer Prokop. I am a romance we never and editor. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I don't usually do this part, though, Sarah. I'm Sarah McLean. I'm a romance reader. And wait, what do I say? I read romance novels and I write them. That's what you say. So here's the deal. The reason I was like, I'm going to start is because this episode, as you all know, our New Year's Eve episodes were always like, what is the most bonkers thing that we can do? Right? Like something just really where we're going to lean in hard to like our favorite things about romance. And so this year, um, Sarah, of course, is a writer. And so she's very good with words, everyone. And so she named this text thread of our two guests Omegaversity. Omegaversity. Because finally, as promised, we have. We don't know anything about the Omegaverse. Oh, yeah. You are going to see two ding dongs learning from two experts. We're the ding dongs. The two experts are our guests today, Adriana Herrera and Allie Hazelwood. These two love the Omegaverse like. I don't like the cookie monster loves cookies. As the kids used to say, like, whoa. (laughs) Exactly. And so we have them on and uh, they're going to talk. Now, a couple of things. We really know nothing. You're going to have to check show notes because there'll be an extensive list of things that we think that you will enjoy reading. Well, Allie and Adriana think you will enjoy reading. We don't know yeah. what we're doing. Now, some of them are going to be on AO3 and my un- it might take a while for you to get an AO3 account. I don't know. It's like a little complicated how that all works. So, you know, good luck to you. Sooner or later, you're going to be able <laughs> we to don't read know. these things. I don't, <laughs> Into like, I don't the know. deep end. <laughs> we, did ask, we did ask for some Kindle Unlimited recs just so that we could like, you know, you can get started right away. Also, I feel like we ought to just say ahead of time, if you've never been, if you've never had access to the Omegaverse, it can be sort of, there's a lot of weird stuff, like with love. It's There's a lot of weird stuff that's going to get talked about. It might not be for you. Sure. Um, also, like, maybe just be prepared for, like, some content weirdness. There's some sure. a lot of gender essentialism happening in here yeah. and some other stuff, too. Um, there's a lot of butt baby discussion, <laughs> which is exactly what it sounds like. And so, you know, if you don't think this is your vibe, it's a New Year's Eve episode, so it doesn't have to be. You're just going to giggle, though, because you will at least laugh at us being like, wait, excuse me? What's happening now? Yeah. So uh, about 45 minutes of the way through, my computer just mysteriously shut down. I think it was too overwhelmed with the sheer amount of awesomeness that was coming through it. It was so much. It was so much. Even my my Mac was like, 
power down. So they kept going in a valiant effort because nothing will stop the Omega Versity. Once learning is, once class is in session. Class was in session. That's right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure you got the same kind of grade I got at the That's end. That's true. That's fine. So like summa cum laude over here and whatever. I was like over there with Spicoli you. in the back of the room. That's a real dated <laughs> pop culture reference, everybody. Um, either way, without further ado, here we are with the Omega Versity is now in session. It's the New Year's Eve episode, which means Happy New drink. Year. Yes, Happy yeah, that's New right. Year. Drinking, drinking, anything goes. Um, but welcome, Allie Hazelwood and Adriana Herrera, two of our very favorites, to Fade Mates New Year's Eve. <laughs> Thank you so much. As as you all know, our New Year's Eve episodes tend to be the ones where we we really feel we bring you only the best, most bananas. Headphones in. Headphones in (laughs) from like three hours in advance, just in case, like an inoculation. (laughs) I've only attended one and it's a blur. I remember very little. (laughs) so the reason we have these two beautiful people with us today is a little episode we are calling omega Omega versity (laughs) applause applause this put some sound effect like something very dramatic (laughs) (laughs) well it's a surprise i think probably for a lot of people because when you have ellie hazelwood and adriana herrera on your podcast Talking about the Omegaverse probably isn't the first thing these two do. In fact, have you ever talked about the Omegaverse on a podcast? Like really deep dived? Never. Allie sent us a primer for AO3. All of this is going to be in show notes. And I'm going to tell you, I didn't really, it's been kind of a busy week for me. But I would like you to know that here are like the tags I'm very excited. Omegaverse, soul bonds. I was like, okay, sounds good. Semen dash freeform. What does that mean? Nodding, heat cycles, fake science for the win, cock freeform, right? What is that? What is a Genghis Khan was the most badass Omega of all time. Genghis Khan? There's history involved? And I'm, I'm sort of skipping some, but the last one is, and giant quantities of semen. Buckets. And I just thought gallons. I'm really in for a good time, I think. Pull a, a pool. You can just <laughs> swim in it. You know, when you buy a gallon of milk, just that's what we're talking about. That's, okay. It's so just, like more than morning glory milking farm, like bigger. Oh, yeah. Not two cokes. Yeah. It's so much that's really it, like, there's so much of it you can't even commodify it because no one wants it. Wow. Wow. Well, all right. So what we should probably say going into this is that Jen and I are coming into this like little babies. We don't know anything no. at all. I mean, I know what MPREG stands for and we'll get to it, but that's really free form semen. I don't, that's where I don't. I mean, Omega Versity is the good, but I really feel like if it wasn't really inappropriate, it'd be like Omega Kindergarten. Like that's where I am. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Preschool. That feels like we'd be banned right. from somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So I think we're going to keep it Omega Versity, but everybody knows that we're 
Listen, I'm just slightly concerned because for a long time we've talked about how like some books are 400 level. <laughs> and now I'm like, but wait a second. What is Omegaverse? 4,000 you know, level. Hear it me really out. It's its own thing. Yes. <laughs> it, hear me out though. It really is a university because uh, you will see as we talk about Omegaverse that you actually already know all the all the yes. parts from other tropes and other books you've read. You just so you're basically taking stuff that you've studied in, you know, kindergarten. Well, not kindergarten, but you know, like romance kindergarten. Romance well, kindergarten. for us, yeah, uh, it was college. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, you know, you're in university and you're putting together all these different little, like, kind of puzzle pieces. So you're ready all for right. this. I like it. Okay. Okay. Like well, it. happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> we hope you're you've poured yourself a cocktail. It's midnight. It's New Year's Eve. We're ready to go. And um. Would somebody please explain what the hell the Omegaverse is? <laughs> I mean, I, I can start and then Allie can continue. Because I mean, this is my sense of the Omegaverse. For someone that, that really started reading it in the fandoms, like I came to Omegaverse through the fandoms. And then a lot of the authors who were writing in the fandoms then kind of ended up in, in like, you know, like there's there's a lot of the MM author world that like began in the fandoms like thank you supernatural thank you mm. j2 j2 really kind of like did bring a lot of what we now know as mm slash and omega verse and but j2 yeah um, already supernatural is oh the two the two brothers from supernatural oh, yeah. oh who, sure okay. like there's like a whole kind of section of the fandoms that is dedicated to writing incestual fic about them but that's not the point of my what i was gonna say but we're gonna just elide that, that. <laughs> but the, the idea is that because uh, uh it felt so incestual, uh, a lot yes. of people decided to just kind of ship the actors with each other yes. oh okay. okay and they were yeah. like and and because their names are jared jensen. and jensen yes jensen knuckles yes um uh the, their ship <clears throat> of the I'm sorry. I am unfortunately sick, but uh, the oh my gosh, is healing me, and I will be healed <laughs> by the end of this month. Amazing! <laughs> Amazing! So, uh, by the like, uh, they, they call it J two because of the two initials. Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, one thing I'll say about like as Ali was mentioning, one thing about the Omegaverse is there's a lot of like elements and lore from paranormal that like is like recognizable in the Omegaverse for people who have been reading romance for a long time. I like to think about it as basically like werewolves, but like everybody's human. So a lot of like, there's an alpha, there's a beta, there's an omega, there's a pack. But so, okay, point of order. Are they all men or male? No, there's Omegaverse that's MM, like the whole world's just men. And then there's Omegaverse where it's like, the Omegas are essentially like, the women who have like the ability to like carry like carry a child so that like the okay. race can stay alive. One like of the big elements. But wait uh, a second, isn't Mpreg yes. supposed to solve that problem? So you have to think of it to these separate things. Omegaverse okay. can be half women and Omegaverse can only have men. And the ones that only have men, the Omegas have the babies. Well, because the, I mean, how else would they survive? The ass babies. 
ass babies. Yes. I'm so glad someone brought it up and it wasn't me. I'm so glad that us babies didn't come out of oh my, my mouth God. first. I would like I'm, to thank Adriana for her service. I mean, I did say to start drinking. Did I? I mean, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. Okay. I just took but, everybody. I just took a screenshot of this. And I, I just want you to know that like right now, look down at your podcast app and that's how we look right now. I'm just like, oh, and Sarah's like, oh, and Audrey's gesticulating and Allie is giggling. And that's going to be the whole episode. Okay, so ask babies. Okay. Give away, Allie. I also want to say that um, it, it really depends on the fandom because there are also um, Omegaverse... Really, the word building is something that the author can decide on can decide on. I have written and read Omegaverse fan fictions in which you have alphas and omegas and betas. Basically, the betas are the humans, the alphas are the ones who do I'm sorry, I'm I'm really sorry to say this, but like do the breeding. No. They are the ones that have, you know, like the power. And then the omegas are the ones that do the Bread, I guess. I don't know. Is, is that our bread? And then that have ass is. babies. Have ass, have heats and have heats. Yeah, and, and heats, they have. The well, heat. that's when they get bread. But but you can also have alpha women, uh, and depending on the war that you build, you, the alpha women can be able to like get the the male um, the omegas pregnant. Cool. Or you can have a universe in which uh, the alphas are always men and the omegas are always women. Or, you know, it, it really depends. You can play around with it a lot. It's considered within uh, the Omegaverse board, kind of like uh, designations that are not necessarily correlated with gender. So cool. you can really have uh, all sorts of combinations. Yes. It's up to you. Isn't that amazing? You can That's do whatever you amazing. want. Amazing. <laughs> okay. So wait, I have a question. I, Jen yes. maybe has the same question. Can we just, where does it come from? Like, what's the history of Omegaverse? <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> wait, actually, that wasn't my question. Okay. I want that your question is more fundamental than that. I want to make a clarifying statement about the heat because there's like a shorthand that I always give heat. And it's, if has anyone read the Black Dagger Brotherhood, the heat in Omega Merce is very similar to the kneading, Bella, oh, okay. like, yeah, like Bella's kneading. I introduce I encountered the concept first in the Black Dagger Dagger Brotherhood when right, yes. Be- Bella had her kneading and, and yes. Zadist has to fuck her. He can't <laughs> not and all the vampires around her are going crazy and like will like want to mate her in their spites and stuff. So that's yeah. listen, that's pretty hot. I got except I for it. except for Butch, who's human at the time, and he's just like hanging out with them. Or he kind of just wants you know, butch. It's like a chubby. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jen, what was baby. your question? <laughs> I I think we should answer. I think we should answer your question first. All right. Well, write yours down so you don't forget because there's a lot here. There is also, a lot I here. just opened that document and it also says something called Mantis Fuck Consent World. Sure. And I don't know what that is. <laughs> you know, maybe I so- actually, you know, <laughs> let me say this. Maybe I actually, we, I do want to start with mine, which is because I think there's all these, it seems like there's a lot of particulars. There's a lot of rules about the world and how it works. I think my question is, you two love it. Why do you love it? Tell me first why you love it, right? Does that make sense? Yeah. And and Sarah, I get your point. Like, but I'm just like, why do you love it? Because 
I think like I got a little overwhelmed. Like I looked at this thing of alleys and I right. kind of drifted away immediately. And I was like, I don't get it. Right. So tell me why you love it first. Cause then I feel like I'll get it. I have an answer, but you go first, Allie. Okay. Okay. So the reason I love it is that it's faded mates. So these like two people who like meet each other and they're like desperately to be together. Of course, there are adversities in the meantime because they can't be together at the beginning, but with more sex. Basically, it's faded mates with this like shocking sexual attraction. Because and- one of them is definitely going to be in a in a needing situation. In a needing. Yes. yes. That's yes. like part of yes. it. No right? Like going no. into heat yes. is a part of it. Yeah. See, yes. or, already or, I'm more invested. Cool. I get it. Wait, wait. It's making more sense. I just want to say <laughs> the heat's the plot. <laughs> we have the heat for the omegas, but we have the rats for, uh, wait, for the what? The, the rats? Ruts, no, they're yeah. rats. The so ruts. I may be mispronouncing this. Okay. R-U-T. Yeah. Oh, R-U-T. you're not. It's me not understanding. Just <laughs> yeah, it's the rut, How is it that rut. he has to rut him or her? Them. Yeah. They have they to have rut. Yeah. Rutting yeah. must happen. So, okay. But I also have to say another thing, which is if I look at, like, my first big passion when, uh, my first big ship or, like, character that I was super into was Spock. And Spock is basically, like, the Ponfar in Star Trek. If you're not familiar with Star Trek, Ponfar is this, like, needing, this mating cycle that the Voltans have every seven years, I think. Um, It's basically what Omegaverse would end up being later. So I think maybe for me started with Spock and then it devolved into into you know the sure. knots and stuff because we'll talk about the knots and as well the nodding yes that's a very important part of it I'm familiar Our, with this I've read this nodding the glands Christina from Christina Lauren taught us about nodding yes yeah. Yeah. and the glands thank you Christina a, a clitoris or a prostate under your neck what that they the, bu- oh yeah. so you cannot in there no, that's oh. not a nodding. That's a glance. So, like, when they are having sex and then, like, you, like, bite into the gland, like, then that's, like, the that feels good orgasm. Sure, yeah. sure, sure. Well, that's, like, a vampire thing. I get it. I got it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think to to Allie's, like, answer, yes. I think from, and I've said this a million times on this podcast, Faded Mates is my favorite trope. Same. It is my absolute favorite. And the thing about Omegaverse that... I've, I like a lot. And I think it's possibly also like part of what Ali said. It's like, it's, I mean, it's the same thing like with the, with Immortals After Dark. It's like, it's on from the moment that said eyes on each other. And usually you come into like the Omegaverse because a lot of it is coming out of fan fiction. It's like this kind of story where you're basically dropped into the middle of an urgent situation. And it just is like, off to the races, and the races are like 10 days of sex. Oh, God. And so if you See? like super, super high heat and like literally don't care if it's like sexing after sexing with like a little like cuddling, sweet <laughs> moments, like something romantic, like, oh, let me go get you like a cold conference because we've been having <laughs> sex for two, two days. Like, it's like legit, like the ultimate, like. See, I'm so invested now. Just wanting like to read super hot sex. And it's very primal, right? So I think it's like, it just hits some id buttons for me that I think, I mean, you have to suspend a lot. I like to read Empreg MM, like MM more, just because sometimes it's hard for me with like 
like with women and the world, like the Omega, sometimes in those worlds, they have no, a lot of like, no, there's no agency and like the power dynamics really bother me. Mm-hmm. But if it's all dudes, like I can roll with it. So interesting. It's, okay. The primer that Ali said says the Omega verse is a Gordian knot of consent issues. <laughs> I feel like that's a really yes. nice yeah. way to put it. Go, yeah. go Ali. Yeah, it's such a problematic trope. Like, as in, if you really like go there and uh, and sit down and and critique it, there are so many ways to critique it. Um, and uh, you know, and, and they are valid. They are really, really valid. Like, I'm I'm not saying that there is a lot of like bio essentialism there. And uh, um, yeah, consent. You know, not all Omegaverse stories have the consent because you are like the trope. What we call it in the Star Trek fandom, the trope is like fuck or die. I don't know if it translates to other fandoms sure. as well. Sure. Okay. And That's you know, Jen's favorites. Oh, I'm fine with it. But see, this is why I asked. Like, I need, like, I yeah, get because- so bogged down in all that. Because it's scary when you oh, like yeah. it's scary. It's, it's scary when it you like read scary. that New York Times article and you're like, oh, what oh the my fuck God. is yes. happening yes. over here? And right. that was amazing. Well, and that's the thing. I'm like, give me like the hook. Like, right? Like, tell me yeah. the like, emotional reason. Like, what are the yeah. buttons it pushes? And then mm-hmm. even if it's like a trope I don't love, like, right? Like, if you sit down who with someone who loves a trope you hate and you ask them why do you love it. It's a great conversation, right? And I don't not like the Omegaverse. I've just never read it. But, like, I'm like, why do you love it? I think is such a great question about, like, really getting at the core of it before then you get to, like, whatever freeform caucus. I, I, I mean, I, I do want to get to <laughs> I mean, I think, I think me. yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Adriana. I was going to say for Omegaverse personally, like, I think I ended up in Omegaverse through, like, a rabbit hole of, like, for, I think the first, like, legit, like, I was looking for Omegaverse was Stucky. Like, Stucky's one of my favorite ships. It's the greatest love story ever told, James Buchanan Barnes and the Captain America. And that... Um, the, the Captain America. That ship um, is one of my favorites. And it has a ton of Omegaverse. And so, so is this true of? I'm sorry, but is this true of like a lot of ships? Like, can you find Omega Verse for basically anything, uh, or is it like particular ships? So you can themselves? probably find Omega Verse of anything, but there are fandoms in which it's very, very prevalent, and others in which it is. It, well, it isn't. I discovered fan fiction when I was like 27 because I, I didn't speak English growing up, and so I didn't really have access to AO3, and then I learned English, and then you know. And what more would you want to do with your new language? With your with your English? Nodding girl, that's like yeah. No, I get it. I'm in it. (laughs) The fandom that I really got it from was uh, uh, was Steric, which is Teen Wolf, and uh, it is you know they're they're actual werewolves, and sometimes you can have uh, you can have. A- ABO, Omega First is also known as ABO for Alpha, Beta, and Omega. You can have it um, overlap with werewolves. And, you know, it's uh, uh, Derek and Styles, uh, which are these kind of like uh, very perfect Alpha and Omega kind of characters in a way. And uh, um, that's where I found it. There is nothing but Omegaverse for that ship. That is a great place to go. Yeah, to stuff. Okay. That's a great intro to Omegaverse. When Jen was talking about, like, I was reading the primary and I couldn't figure it out, I was thinking that she's probably right and that the best way to approach Omegaverse is actually just reading a story. You're, like, thrown in maybe for the first 
three paragraphs, you don't understand what it is, but then it just like Clicks. pulls you in. Yeah. Instead of like, because the primer is very complicated and very, very like kind of maybe needlessly convoluted. In the end, it's really just two people who see each other and want to fuck. And, and then at the end, usually they're in love and it's beautiful. And there's a lot of shorthand for shift or romance yeah. in it, except that you want, like, I feel like for me, I almost like wanted to, like, it was one of those things like, why is no one turning into a wearable? This is because they're not, they're not wearables, yes. except the, the language, the myths, the lore, a lot of like the trappings of those, of the Omegaverse is very reminiscent. So literally until right now, I really did think they were all werewolf stories. No, everybody's human. Sometimes. But- so is there magic? Is it is the world magic or is it just like this is the way the world works here? Listen, it's the, there's a biology. There's there are self-lubricating <laughs> anuses. Sure. That's you how know. Works. But <laughs> nodding. It's mostly from the heating. Is that not magic to you, Sarah? Is <laughs> that, that is not magic? magic? You can have a baby through your asshole. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> amazing. I mean, isn't a baby through a vagina Wait. magic too? Yes. <laughs> yes, true. <laughs> This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by Piper Rain, author of You Had Your Chance, Lee Burroughs, the first in the San Francisco Kingsman Football Star Series. Jen, you know who knows the job? Piper Rain knows the job, Sarah. Piper Rain knows the job. Lee Burroughs, the Kingsman's star quarterback, legendary throwing arm, six-pack abs that you can see right on the cover of this book. But he is also a lying, heartless egomaniac who broke Shayna Kudrow's heart in college. I hope she makes him suffer, Sarah. And that is suffer with a capital F-U in the middle, just in case anybody was wondering. <laughs> Listen, it took Shayna years to build herself back up after this Dirt bag, dirt bagged all over her. And now she has the dream opportunity to be the sports trainer. Uh, for She's a sports therapist, and she's going to be the trainer for a professional NFL team. Guess who the quarterback is of this NFL team? I bet it's Lee Burroughs, Sarah. That Lee effing Burroughs. So here's the deal. Shane is like, I'm not going to let this guy get in the way of my, like, living my best possible life. And she's like, I'm not going to give him the time of day. I'm never going to look at him. I'm not going to deal with him. I'm going to be entirely professional. Except there's a problem. One, he remains super hot. Of course he and does. two, <laughs> I mean. He will not accept that it isn't game over for them. Listen, this is amazing. Yeah. Piper and Rain always deliver, and you can find this book in print, e, or audio wherever books are sold. Listen, special for Faded Mates listeners, at the end of this episode, you'll be able to listen to a sneak peek of the audiobook of You Had Your Chance, Lee Burroughs, and uh, that's a real treat from Piper and Rain. So thanks so much to Piper Rain for sponsoring the episode. So now it's time, though. We have to come back around. Okay, right. Oh, I'm ready. Where did it be? Like, how the heck did this happen? <laughs> I mean, look, it happened because on the internet, like, no thing is new. Right. So, what's the rule if it exists? There's born of it. Rule something. Oh, yes. 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 And, and rule then, number something. I've been reading Empreg, fantasy Empreg. 
for 12 years, 10, 12, 13 years. Yeah. I remember reading fantasy where like, you know, like the prince, it was MM and like the prince could have babies. So it's like something that I think has like, you know, come from fanfic. Well, and we know from something else that we did, some other episode that we did, we know that breeding kink is not like, no, it's not no. special to women. Like, this is a very common kink across the board. Mm-hmm. It's super gay. <laughs> yeah. I'm fascinated by it because I have had a baby and there's nothing sexy about it. Yeah, but like loads of semen. I mean, like, well, I but, guess. But you're not reading about the actual pregnancy. You're reading of him going through his heating, being bred. Yeah. Okay, but do I have to? But, ass but then does, when the baby comes shooting out their ass. Listen, the ass babies that. come up, but I've never read an ass baby that, being born. See? This oh, is well, it's not labor. I to know. Okay, got it. I have never read about <laughs> That's not hot. I'm okay. not interested. Yeah. I would like to say that I once read uh, Chris Pine, Carl Urban, Omegaverse fan fiction with M. Preg. It was Carl Urban who got pregnant, and of his ass baby. Of course, it was. Chris Pine is. I, I do intuitively understand it at that level. <laughs> and great. I love everything about this. That's Pine, the only. We get it. Okay, <laughs> but um, Adriana, I'm gonna have to send you that link because the baby came out. I don't know if the author Where was like. Out. There are I don't. Oh, yeah. No, of course. Also, to all of you. I will send all of you that link. Uh, the reading list. author decided that they didn't want to have an ass baby. And what they did was, like, basically on the side of the body, a hole created and the baby sure. came out from there. And Love there was it. a whole oh, like a section an ass C-section. But, like, uh, 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 from out the ribs. or something. From, exactly, from the ribs. Yeah. At least yes. it's not a dick baby. Oh my god, that would be so painful. Can you imagine? Are you right for a baby? All of it's painful. (laughs) This could be this could be your addition to the Omega verse. A little off ramp. It's even got a little off ramp. And I think (laughs) like with the primer, I think the primer is good because you get all the elements, but frankly, quite honestly, pretty much anything goes in Omega verse. Like I can't, I don't think we can stress enough. Like you literally make it up as you go. Like, I am thinking now, why can't I write an FF Omega verse? Like, oh, just yeah. like have like semen come out of artificial intelligence and like we don't need men at all. Well, squirting exists, Adriana. Exactly. Like, why not? Sure. Like, I mean, literally, there are no rules other than heating. I, I have read, heating I would find it. That's it. They have to heat. He, yeah, it's pretty important. And are they? Do they have to live happily ever after? Is that also a rule in here? Yes. Or is it sometimes I mean, tragic? I I don't I don't read tragic but I endings. Mean, yeah, so. in, yeah. Fa- fan fiction usually has a happy yes. ending. That's like, like the whole point, right? If if you write a fan fiction without a happy ending and you don't tag it, I can guarantee you that the fandom is going to come for you. Yes. Like okay, I, yes. I have seen it happen. It's it's gonna be like one of like no one is gonna trust you ever again, and it's gonna read your stuff ever yes. again. You can you can abandon a fic and never finish it, but if you actually give finish them actively it. a sad ending, mm-hmm. it's like insurgents. Fandom is going to. <laughs> you can just filter out anything that's not finished, and they need to tag it if it's not happy ending. Yeah. Okay. So can we talk about freeform things? <laughs> okay, but can I explain? The freeform thing on AO3 is just like... A, um. 
of the, the tags. Like it's just something that I, I don't know why, but AO3 sometimes uh, adds free form to your tags. It's yes. usually when oh. the, it's usually when the tags already exist under another category and you can could have used it for that other category, but you didn't and oh, used it for see. another one. Okay, so it doesn't mind. Yeah, it's not rogue. something that but it's I not love. I was like, what is that? It's like, no, the, like the semen splattering is <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I thought that's that what it was. That. It was like a particular it's, kind of like spray it's associated from its body. It's so fitting that he added it after cock. It was like free free form. Right. I was like, I don't understand. Ejaculation right. is important in the Omegaverse. Apparently. Yeah. Giant quantities of semen. Oh, and another reason why Omegaverse is so interesting, I guess, kind of like to add to the things I said before, it's usually it's really good sex. It's like the best sex of your life. And I actually really sometimes love to read awkward sex. Like I was just reading a friend's book and like she has a a hero who is on antidepressants and he just he can't really get it up because of his new meds and that's something i can 100 relate to and like i it's not bad sex but it's weird sex with hiccups and I, it's really it was really nice to read that but it's also sometimes just really cool to read fantasy sex that's like perfect you know time. it's gonna be amazing like they cannot help but come over and over and over again because there is something in their bodies that makes them do that mm. and uh, that is uh I would say 10 out of 10 would recommend. Uh, like, fantastic there's an aphrodisiac. Like, yes. the, the, oh, right. Like, everything. Does is... it taste like something? It tastes like pheromones. Okay. I don't know what that is. <laughs> I mean, it, that, I mean, it tastes it like fucking pregnant man. And they have, like, <laughs> it, they, like, kind of give off different scents. Like, one of my favorite non thick Omegaverse authors is Ro Horvat who's a trans man and writes dynamite MM Omegaverse. There's, I think the first book he wrote is, I mean, Ro Horvat in general, if you want to read like five alarm hot, should be keeping notes. There's going to be a list in show notes. Everyone's going to give us their, their recommendations for what to read. This is my time to shine. Oh, it's all in KU and Ro Horvat doesn't just write Omega verse. He writes like also contemporary and his books are like, like honestly, like 20 chili peppers. It is amazing. Off, off, off the charts hot. And he has a series that's the first one's called precious. And it's like this, like Omega verse universe that has a little bit of like magical stuff in it, but mostly it's just people. And like the Omegas give off a scent when they are like mm-hmm. in the in their heating in and they also have like there's like this thing with the womb like it's a little out there it's fine it's great you should all right listen mm-hmm. we got to do some recommendations because um at, when we did our love hypothesis episode Allie and Adriana both submitted fics that they thought people should read. So we left an amazing list of fic then. We will do the same now with Allie and Adriana's favorites. but And we can't obviously talk about all 500 that Allie is going to send because I can see on her face she's got them <laughs> queued up. But it's time to start talking talking Rex. So we've got Ro Horvat. Um, and Adriana's going to tell us where we start there. Wait, can I go back for a minute? Beep, beep, beep. I, I'm sorry. I have a little clarifying question. So you can get this on KU or on AO3 or 
Right. I mean, like it doesn't, it's now everywhere, essentially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You get, I mean, there's a whole, well, this case section. Yeah. Should we talk? Should we talk about that Times article? I mean, I, I read it when it came out, but it was a while ago. And I actually didn't know Addison Kane. Maybe we can recommend Lindsay Ellis video because she did a really good video. Oh, she did. Well, and the thing about it too is like, frankly, like when I read it, I was like, I mean, I get it. Like, even for it's romance funny. readers, and even for romance readers, like Omega Verse is pretty out there. Okay. Yes. Like, there's much yeah. to come. There's ass babies. Like, yes. There's a bar. Yes. But like, it's a lot. It's a lot. It's like a it's it's like a cat dick. Like it's like it's really a lot. Yeah, I would say to just link her video because it's it really explains like she everything. she had a lawyer come in and like explain everything about the lawsuit. It was amazing. So yeah, one hundred percent. I would say like I just Edison Kane went insane and and started saying that she had invented uh, yes. MF Omega Verse uh, and uh, yeah, that was weird. And unfortunately, I think it's kind of unfortunate that and and certainly we've we've been through this a number of times in romance. You know, in in sort of everyday romance, right? Where some suddenly the the media gets hold of a story about some obscure piece of our world that not everybody even inside the world understands. And then they blow it up outside the world and it just makes everything look weird and bad. Yeah, no, and I know. Everybody was laughing at that for, you know, a long time. And the truth is, is that there are people clearly who do a great job writing it and who love reading it. So yeah. I mean, it's, it is, that's the thing of Omegaverse. It's so popular. Like, clearly it speaks, it speaks to a lot of people. Like, there is a lot of us. I was going to say, one of the things I sometimes wonder about is if one of the reasons we're seeing, like, my, I don't know if this is the place for this, but I'll say it and then we can decide, is, like, it seems like traditional publishing wants mainstream romance to be, like, really, like, not sexy and I wonder if that's because they just feel like, well, you can just get that over there, right? You can go to KU and you can go to AO3 if what you want is fucking. And there's some sort of artificial divide that's being created between like saying like, well, you don't, you know, keep keep traditional romance clean now, right? Because if this is what you want, you don't also want like a, and I just don't think that's true because every single person who reads fanfic talks about their favorite writers for their writing, not just for the fucking, right? I mean, I think it's been like that for a long time. Like, I mean, I have been concurrently reading romance and fanfic for 15 years or more. And so, and for a long time, I wasn't reading romance at all. I was just reading fic because it was, gayer hotter more fun there were characters in it that like had some kind of like it was more diverse like there was a lot of things that thick got I mean I was reading like live journal (laughs) (laughs) it's been a while so I mean I've been reading thick for a long time and I think for a long time it's been because they were willing to explore things like kink, like, um, you know, non, like not the, not the things that were not traditionally seen in romance, traditional romance, like for example, BDSM or poly relationships, like all these things that like now are like a lot more common, even like 12, 15 years ago, like you couldn't get any of that in traditional romance. So I think it's been like that for a long time. And the thing about it is like what's in the mainstream 
the more like the more the things in the mainstream get like out there, like uh, fanfic is going to be pushing the envelope all the way to the other side. Like if you think it's hot, if you think it's hot in KU, right? There's like dragons fucking in like in like like have been for like 15 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's so funny to me because it's like that's not what makes something hot to me. Like right? Like well, I mean, what I'm saying is like whatever, like whatever for you is like the hottest thing that you found and the like most like id thing, like id, id pleasing thing that you found on trad. Like it's been happening on fanfic probably for a long time and they've like amped it up to like a 1500 already. Right, right. I I I think I had the same impression as you. Like it seemed to me, like I was reading, um, I started reading fanfiction in 20s, 15, I think, um, when I was in grad school, 16 maybe. And up until then, I had been reading romance novels. And I remember, and, and then I went back to romance novels in 2020. So I had like about four years. And I remember picking up all these like trad books and were like, I was like, where? There was sex in traditionally published books before. Like, well, where did it go? I remember like finding, for example, like the Kiss Quotient that was like, I was like, oh, this is so hot. It's it's like, it, it seemed like an outlier. But I also think that it's going back because I remember when we went on sub with a lot of hypotheses, my agent was like, we should cut some sex scenes just because she knew the market and she knew how hard it would have been otherwise to place the book somewhere. But now, like, now I feel like um, editors are kind of going back to, um, like, I don't know, We I was able to put way more sex scenes in my other, in my future books. And I don't know if it's like just my editor was like, well, Allie, you also sold 800 million copies yeah. of your book. I, I, I mean, <laughs> maybe, maybe my editor is like, you know what? Like, I can't handle you anymore. Just do whatever you want. <laughs> no, but I do think that out. editors are much more forgiving than agents are in a lot of ways. Like, agents oh, interesting. just want to yeah. sell the book. And, right. I, I am, process. Yeah. yeah, and I am super grateful to my agent because I think my agent probably would have been right at the time. Like I was on sub in 2020 and like the books that were selling at the time didn't have a whole lot of sex in them. So I think she did it like with the market in mind. Like I think my agent is a genius. I'm just always really fascinated by it because there is stuff that is so hot that is so accessible. And it's like really interesting to me to like kind of figure out like where do people think, do they think they're different pools? Because to me, it all seems like it's one pool. Right. Yeah. I mean, I know I, I know that I read trad pub romances with like zero sex scenes and then I turn around and I, I read, you know, like Adriana was saying, <laughs> like, well, I, I have a Kindle Unlimited subscription that I highly sure. that I make. I, I get all my Kindle Unlimited money. I, mean, I feel like it. <laughs> same girl. Believe same. Me, believe me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's I mean, for me, it's always like once I discovered fig. Then I'm like, oh, I can be reading about like gay relationships with hot sex, with happy endings. And for such a long time, that's where I went to find that stuff. Because I mean, honestly, like when I when traditional publishing didn't like realize gay people could be in a romance until Red, White, and Royal Blue. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like until then, every gay romance that I had been reading had been a small press. Mm-hmm. It had been Dream. It was like Dream Spinner Press, which is now out of business. All of these small presses that were putting out gay romance. And again, it was like very cis, very hat, very white, queer romance. So again, to me, it's like the piece of like when the market doesn't have it, then 
a secondary market creates it because the 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 you know the demand is there it's just that like the market isn't catching up to the demand and traditional publishing is notorious for being 75 years behind the curve of any trend of mm-hmm. anything that's happening yeah and, i mean they're like that with tiktok in the last couple of years but otherwise <laughs> they're like oh uh, i guess uh i guess bdsm like 50 shades of gray and it's like eight years later I think also it's part of, like, for me, one of the reasons why I love fan fiction is that I already know I love the characters. So, like, I, I just get really, um, I get obsessed with fictional characters. I've always done it since I was a child, and I didn't know that I wasn't the only one. Like, I thought that it was something weird with my head, and then I discovered fan fiction. I was like, oh, my God, it's not just me picturing people having sex. Um, <laughs> and I have to say that um, Omegaverse is kind of, like, I. it's not that I am not interested in reading about people having sex if I don't... But but it kind of is like if I don't care about the people, I'm probably not, just not gonna be interested in like an erotica thing per se. But like fan fiction, you already know the people, so it you are invested. All yeah. of that world, yes. Like you don't exactly. have to do all the character work; you're already there. Yes, exactly. exactly. And I think that's part of why Omegaverse works so well because it's so sexy so soon with characters that you already know and are invested in. Mm. So that's that's part of why for me fan fiction for me someone who's just not super interested in sex for the sake of sex and I mean there are a lot of books that have had sex sex scenes in the first chapter and sure. still have like I don't know Passion by by Lisa sure. Valdez Lisa Valdez oh my god <laughs> I, well that's I am, basic well talk about it I am still waiting I am <laughs> still waiting okay <laughs> I am waiting <laughs> for the talk about book. a freeform cock yeah seriously I talk dying. about wound piercing yeah no but, kidding <laughs> Listen, that's its own. If only, like, it feels like Omegaverse could, like, some could learn a thing from Lisa Valdez. But that is basically Omegaverse. Like, yes. she has the magic vagina for his magic cock. Right. Like, it's yes. it's really like it's the pocket. Really the, the, the the pocket. It literally like stretches to like a degree that no other human vagina can. And I mean, I'll say this also for Omegaverse, which I think it's really different from other sections of. Uh, fandom like with omegaverse it's already its own like you know what's gonna happen in the story because fic can be anything like if especially when you once you get into the au's like you know it can be stucky but he could be like you know own a restaurant and he can be a bartender like it really comes down to the tropes but with omegaverse there's already kind of a setup for what's going to happen. You know, there's going to be an alpha, mm. you know, there's going to be an omega, you know, that there's going to be a heat. This alpha's probably looking for somebody to like breed and the omega <laughs> needs somebody to protect her, him or they, and then it's on. This week's episode of Faded Mates is sponsored by Alexandra Harvey, author of the Cinderella Society series. So we've talked about all three of these books, which are now all officially available to read right now. The first is How to Marry an Earl, and then How to Marry a Duke, and then How to Marry a Viscount. So it's all covered. In the That's it. You don't need any other books. Sorry, Barons. <laughs> <laughs> you lose. Marquises are out. How to Marry an Earl is Persephone and Connell. 
Connell is a war hero. Persephone is the goddaughter of a duke. And before, they knew each other before the war, and he was quiet and unassuming, and they were friends. And now he's back, and he's a super rake. And she's super into him. How to Marry a Duke is Meg and Dougal, which is a little bit marriage of convenience and a little bit Pygmalion. He inherits a dukedom and needs somebody to help him, like, you know, understand how to do this business. And Meg is just the person for him. And then How to Marry a Viscount is Tamsin and Henry, which is a little bit unrequited love. But, of course, it's really requited love. They've known each other forever. He's been watching her from afar. He's also a war hero. And truly believes that he is not good enough for her, which, as you know, Jen, probably is my isn't. <laughs> of course. Yeah, it's oh, he's definitely not, but he's going to have to work for perfect. it. Obviously. So listen, everybody, the Cinderella Society series is available in KU print and audio. So you can go ahead and binge these any old time you would want. You can find out more about the Cinderella Society series by following Alexandra at her website, alexandraharvey.com. That's Alexandra with a Y. Or on Instagram at Alexandra Harvey Books. Thank you to Alexandra for sponsoring this week's episode. So I have a question about breeding now that we're back. We, you guys did a lot of really smart, thoughtful, <laughs> insightful analysis, and, then- and I stayed quiet because I would like to go back to breeding. Um, can we talk? So we we were we explained breeding, or we explained the heat, but we did not get to the rutting. And so I want to know... <laughs> Does the heat inspire the rut or the other way around? Or is it faded mates and they just happen to happen at the same time? Okay, so sometimes. Uh, it's, again, it's one of those things where the world building is uh, so amazingly flexible. You can do whatever you want. But sometimes it's, uh, um, an omega is in heat. And for that reason, the alpha kind of like rises to the task that is kind of a pun that I am very proud of. Well done. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, they, uh, you know, he has his own rat, and the rat basically is what allows his, allows him to like go on and like just for fuck days, and fuck four and fuck. to five days. Yes, they don't need to drink. <laughs> it's truly they the... don't need to drink. <laughs> they don't. I mean, there's a lot of li- there's a lot of really. You don't get liquid. dehydrated. There's okay. a gallon of fluid just in there. Sometimes okay, they but. They, there's a lot of caretaking that happens. Which yes. I also think it's to whom? Big, I hope it's um, the person the who has the ass baby. The feeding. Yeah. Like, usually the, the alpha will feed the omega, like, from his hand. Usually there are specific, like, heat foods that are important to the world building. Like, sometimes it's fruits. Sometimes it's nuts. It really depends on what the author... It's it's really... But it better be nuts. It's chamomile <laughs> baths to soothe the soreness. Yes. Like... And there's a there's a oh. lot of pleasure points that are my pleasure points yes. in these books. Like there's a lot. It's of like the aftercare of BDSM. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 No, I totally agree. So there's a. I mean, there's one of my favorite things yeah. of Omega Verse. It's called "Can't Stop What Turns Me On." Oh, and Audrey. Audrey. Audrey Fig. It's a uh, Raylo. And she's amazing. Can't she's stop amazing. what turns me on. Yes, can't stop what uh, turns me on. Oh, I think it's can't can turn off what turns me on. Yeah, because I think turn it's off uh, what turns that's, me on. That's clever. Yes. It's a uh, yes, she's amazing. It's really good. 
And I've read it many times. And it's what I love about it. It's like there's this app where like omegas in heat can find an alpha willing to like get them through their heat because it's very expensive to suppress the heat. And there's a lot of, I mean, what's what's genius about it is the reason why I can't read a lot of MF Omega verse is because the consent issues are so pervasive and can can become hard for me. But in this one, it's addressed from the get go because they do all of the they make up all the rules. He asks for what he can, which he can't do. He comes prepared. He gets a room, and everything is set up for her, for her, for, by him, for her to feel comfortable. And Aww. so, like, it's one of those that like addresses like the consent issues and then they get to the room baby and it's on (laughs) a gallon of semen (laughs) and it's on and he's so tender with her and she just kind of wants to like no I'm just here to like get through this heat and like I need to go like I'm busy and he's like she it's actually a really nice dynamic because she's the one who has these attachment issues and she's the one who kind of like just doesn't what like she's like this is you're here for my heat and then I never want to see you again but they kind of form a bond during the days in which he takes care of her sexually and in other ways and then at the end she's like so scared by all these feelings she has for him that she runs away and uh, he's like but I love her like it's Aww. it's such a good fan fiction uh Aubrey is uh, a genius so she has written it's so fantastic many. it's yes it's called can turn off what turns me on by Audrey Fick on AO3, and it is top tier truly fanfic. Raylo, Kylo Ren, and you don't have to have me. you don't have to have watched Star Wars to understand no. it or read it. Like it's uh, it's a game. Okay. It just, I really want you to know that I'm trying hard but like I just there's Wait. part of me that's like it's Raylo thick but you don't need to know anything about Raylo to understand it and I'm like what the fuck you guys I, I think don't get it AU. it is AU it's AU there's nothing to do with Star Wars I mean I, I have you know that I have a lot of opinions about you know fanfic and like actor the actor fix and like the actual to me like true sure. like fake of a story is like has to be in the universe but you can also do fake for like the actors because they have such great chemistry. So I think that to me is like part of like with I think Adam Driver. I think there's a lot of Daisy Ridley Adam Driver fake out there. Yeah. And but so, it's called Raylo. Yeah. Right. I think it's so, right. Well, everybody, I don't know if you knew this. I just found out you can't actually read fic on AO3 without an account. And I'm in a queue. I will is get that true? Well, no, you 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 can. You should I be able. It feels like Allie Hazelwood should be able to get you in weeks. there. Oh yeah, I I am. Go- no, I I have invites. No, because I, I just tried reading the first one that Adriana sent, and you can read the first chapter, and then it just stops. Uh, what about the next chapter thing at the at the bottom? There isn't one. I mean, it says okay. you have to wait two months, two, two weeks. weeks. I, well, it, Allie, Allie, call a friend. It says I will get an invitation around. December 16th, 2022. Well, I think maybe we should, you know, what we should do is we should just tell our listeners like right now to Sign start up. creating AO3 accounts so they're ready. <laughs> right. For, for what's to come. Yeah. I, I also have, uh, I have five invitations so I can invite you both of you if you want oh, to. I would like um, an invitation. I sure. do. Yeah. Uh, can you just send me after the thing, send me an email. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, I have probably have invitations. I guess I'm really showing like when I tell you I don't read fic, I really mean I don't even know how it works. It's fine. Is there a movie or like a piece of media that you really, really like? So that you you're like I I want to be more with these characters because I guarantee you I can find you ABO of that. Oh, and I'm sure. I mean, but like the truth is I like I'm fascinated by it because when you were like, I love these characters so much and I just want to see them again, I don't have that. Like, I'm like, oh, yeah. the book ended. Yeah. Kate Claiborne was saying the same thing. She's just like, when the story's done, it's done. And uh, I don't have that gene, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, can I just say this, though? Like, I'm a white are, lady. All the like, stories are for me. No, but, well, yes. But I also think, like, for example, again, referring to the greatest love story ever told, The Stucky. Winter Soldier and Captain America. Oh, okay. I was like, <laughs> the Captain America. The Captain America. The, these, this man... <laughs> literally was brainwashed for 40 years. The only person he can remember is Steve. And so to me, like, but, but they're like very good friends, right? Like the whole, the three movies are like basically him coming back for him every time. But roommates. They're just, just roommates. Great friends. <laughs> Achilles literally like actor and rode him around his carcass on a sure. freaking chariot right. for two days, but they were like very good friends. So <laughs> the thing is, there are characters that you know it should right. be a romance, that should be a love story, and you want to see that. That's why Song of Achilles is right. it. Because yeah. you know Achilles and Patroclus are meant to be, and you can't see it on the page. So yeah. some wonderful woman named Madeline Miller did it <laughs> Thank you, Madeline. <laughs> and that's, to me, don't what have that. works a lot. Yeah, no, totally. And I get it. And people say that. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. And then I'm just like, I go to AO3 and I think like, because I have tried before, like, who would I look up? And then I'm immediately like, I don't, I don't know. Nobody. It okay. also feels like yeah. if a show is canceled, like mm. without yes. delivering yeah. that sure. final, you know, yes. moment. Or like that Witcher, like I read a right ton place. of Witcher fic mm. after the first season because I was like, the Barb and Jennifer and the Witcher need to be in like a relationship that's not I know. Oh my god, boning all the time. Yes, and I went to a three baby, and I read more threesomes than I can name. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I fell down the Ted Lasso uh, fic <laughs> rabbit hole the other day, and I wasn't mad about it. Was he Ted Lasso? Because I'm on Tumblr. I'm back on Tumblr now. Mm. And Tumblr also, I'm not on AO3, but I am on Tumblr. And if, you know, you follow It's a a gateway to to AO3. (laughs) Yeah. Tumblr, yeah. Well, there's a very cute thing where it's Ted Lasso. There's a whole school of thought. Like, there's a ship that's Ted and Trent Krim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Trent Krim. Yes. And um, And they call, the hashtag is... Ted dependent. Cute. Because that's nice. Yeah. It's adorable. So, yeah. I mean, it's, it it is for a specific kind of fan for sure. Like, I don't think there are like for, like when the pandemic began, like when lockdown really got hot and heavy and we were like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? I wasn't reading books. I wasn't watching television. I was reading Mandalorian fan fiction, like until my eyes bled. I wonder if there's Jack Reacher fanfic. Oh, oh I bet a hundred percent. Yeah, I bet Jack Reacher yes. is the ultimate <laughs> alpha I feel male. Like yes. he's impregnating everyone up the ass. Yes, I feel like I could read probably Jack Reacher fanfic because yes. I do enjoy that man. Oh, I just found it, and there are a lot. 
Adriana is like, okay, but is there any ABO fanfiction? Because that would be perfect. What's that? Like ABO Omega Verse. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, that's what we call it? ABO? I don't know. If you want to, like Alpha, Beta, Omega. Okay, I'm with you now. Yeah. In my fandom, it was more ABO than Omega Verse. Like, that's what we called it. Um, But uh, it it really really depends. Uh, Like, sometimes, some people call it like, Alpha Bur- uh, no, no, Alpha Verse, but like uh, Alpha Omega. Like it's, uh, it really depends on. I yeah. feel like Omega Verse was popularized by the lawsuit because the lawsuit kind of like see. united right. all oh, the. Okay. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, before that, I always called it Alpha Beta Omega. That's okay. Yeah. So two things, everyone. One, we're referring to this lawsuit. We don't know anything about it, that, or we don't feel comfortable being the experts on it, so we're going to link to a video in show notes that will explain the lawsuit, as well as the New York Times article that I've referenced a couple of times, which is when the Omegaverse became known to the wider universe, <laughs> um, and probably not in the best possible way. And also, I feel it's important for us to note that as part of the primer that Ali sent ahead of time... On this document, there is a, a chart. I'm um, fascinated by the this chart. 36 <laughs> options for impregnation. It's like rolling in dice. Omegaverse fic. I'm sorry, that Who was really specific. Yes! If you roll two dice, there's 36 outcomes, everybody. So those people who can, who can and cannot be impregnated and by whom. And I think this is useful. It's a useful tool. I agree. Because now yes. I feel like I know what I'd like. Also, I feel like this is one of those situations where if you were really going to, you know, blow the doors off of the, the subgenre, Adriana, <laughs> you just pick one of these no boxes. And make it happen. <laughs> make it happen. Or, or even a maybe. I'm thinking maybe is where I want to be. Um, yeah. But I don't like pregnancy stories, so I'm kind of like, does yeah, that mean you'll make a secret babies? I don't think. I don't Tell really me, like is the baby coming? Is the baby? The babies are not a part of the story. I was going to say. Yeah. It's, I it's cannot read books with pregnant people in it of any gender. So what happens? So they get, so the kneading happens, the heat happens, they get rutted for four to five days, Sometimes lots and 10. lots of semen, they sure. take showers, they eat nuts, and then... They're pregnant. Yeah. Or but not. The or actual, not. Oh, so they don't have to get pregnant. No, That's not no, a rule. That's like an optional thing. Okay. So you, you don't want you don't want them to get pregnant because usually <clears throat> in most fan fiction, when uh, the omega gets pregnant, the heat gets cut short because oh, no. once oh. Like in the moment, like instantaneously. Yeah, it's over. yeah, because it's the end of the pheromones. So I can like they don't that. need to be bred anymore. But not always, but often. So you don't want them to get pregnant anytime soon. Like you, you want them to have a couple of heats in which sure. there is no pregnancy. Okay. Have some fun. Have a good time. A lot of the Omega verse that I've read is usually the first heat. And I need to stress yeah. this. It's the first heat. And typically the rule of the world is that in the first heat, you don't get pregnant. But the issue is sure. that if you what don't, are the odds? if you are not bred in your heat, it is very painful. Yes. Sometimes you can use toys. It is not the same. Wait, so no, the, it's no. not self-lubricating if you're not heating <laughs> in, in heat. No, oh no! I no. mean, you you just you need the cock. Like it's you, it's, you need, need the free flow cock. I'm sorry. <laughs> you mean if you are in? I got it. Yeah, you need a like some people get through the the some omegas try to get through their heat alone. I get it. You can't lock yourself in a hotel room. 
You could try, but it's gonna be miserable. Like you, you need and to then are they gonna come like a horde? Like a you have to be isolated because if they smell you, then they'll try to rape up the you. building. I would. I yeah. okay. I don't like that part, but that in that one Black Dagger Brotherhood book where that happens, that was hot. Where they yeah, all where they're it. all just it's losing their minds. That's what it is. Yeah, it's a need. Except really I think is. I understand okay. it now. All right, we want one of those. Could we have a recommendation for one of those? But just also, when I just told you. <laughs> I guarantee you that uh, J.R. Ward likes Megaverse because she introduced the eating, and then later on with the Simpath character that I want to say he was revenge, but yeah, I... That's my favorite yeah, one. Yeah, that's, favorite, my favorite that's my favorite one. That's my favorite one. The one who ends up with Elena the nurse, He's right? the pimp. He's the pimp. So yes. hot. So hot. Yes. And so he, not. he has a barb. He has yeah. a barb, right? Mm-hmm. Like there that's it is. what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Jay Ward, she is one of us. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and I wouldn't be surprised if some of like the thick because uh, there was there's a lot of Black Brotherhood. Oh, I'm sure. Of course. Thick. A lot of the first MM thick that I read was actually. Black Dagger Brotherhood because Blay and Quinn, oh yeah, iconic yes. couples of the romance world. Yes. for a long like it was like seven books before they got oh, yeah, together. before she did it. Yeah, so there were right. a lot of there was a lot of fic. And then she said they weren't gonna get together, but then they did. There was a whole thing, so I can totally see people writing a lot of fic about that. Yeah, that's really totally. gonna have to be another episode if, I, if you're gonna have <laughs> me talk about Black Dagger. Like that, that's that's ready. <laughs> but there's a lot of so I honestly feel like some of those like pieces of like the Black Daggerhood, Black Dagger Brotherhood universe, like the nodding. Revenge's Barb, all that stuff is really, really kind of like infused into. Yes. Well, if we're going to talk about nodding, though, I feel like like primordial romance nodding. I feel like we can't do this without talking about Christine Fian. We need to just oh say oh Christine gosh, Fian's yes. name out loud mm-hmm. yes. because Christine might be the first time I this is not. This is not the yes. same, but it, she might be the first time I ever read a romance novel where the hero fucks the heroine as the animal he shifts yes. into. And he's like a panther and they fuck mm-hmm. and he like barbs into her. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I, I have read a lot of I have read a lot of Which book was that? Because I have read a lot of Christine Fehan, but I clearly I have missed that one, and that is not a good thing. Like well, I need I to read it. Look it up. It's not a good thing that I have missed. Thank you. I need to know because I need to read that book right now. Young Sarah stumbled (laughs) upon into that and was like, it's in the Leper series. Oh, it has to be. Yeah. It it can't be the, is it the one, that's not the one in which she comes on her face, right? That's the, the, that was the first one, right? I, I don't Which I love that much attention way. to where semen goes unless <laughs> I'm reading the love hypothesis. That, and that is one of your faults. <laughs> one fantastic scene that I had like, I don't do balls and I don't do semen. I know. Sarah McLean. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> unless that. I'm reading the love hypothesis and then I'm like, Jennifer. I know. She did. She was like, oh. <gasps> Well, I just, you know, I was quite surprised. <laughs> Nobody had told well, me. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. But I just want to say, okay, sorry. so the knot, the knot, is the this, at the base of, at, of the base, the yes. knot is at the base of the dick. And it, like, 
it expands. It blows up. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Right. And, and then it like, in. So that, and, and, and the biological uh, evolutionary advantage in this like pseudoscience of the Omegaverse is that it keeps the semen, semen the gallons right? of it's semen like inside and it facilitates pregnancy. That is, uh, And then the, how long are they connected? It depends, but like usually it's a half an hour, 10 minutes. And then during that time, they like, they have to snow love on. each other. They and sometimes you can, and they can orgasm again. Yeah. Oh, like five times. They're locked in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they have to. There's so much up in there. Yeah. Exactly. And then there's also the gland. We should definitely address the gland because I think we didn't explain it right before. No, so you're the gland right. is basically like, is so you know how like in shift or romance, they bite the neck and then yeah. that's like the mating bite. Yes. And there's a mark. Yes. And so for the Omegaverse, there is also like a gland and it can be like, I mean, I always think about it. There is like a prostate under your neck or a clitoris (laughs) under your neck. I love, I I had never thought about it like that. And when you said it earlier, I was like, this is the best explanation. Because it is. It's an erogenous, it's a hyper erogenous zone. And when it's bitten, then like it really like unlocks like even like more pleasure. I mean, that's the thing about Omega. It's like you're leveling up in a video game. But if any, is this, <laughs> if anybody bites it or does your mate have to bite it? It depends on the word building. Like, but also I have to say that it's uh, uh, like Omegaverse can be fitted mates as in this specific person was meant to find this specific person, but it can also be like this alpha was meant to find an Omega and he finds this Omega and then they are together. Like, so it's the, the concept of true mate, I would say can be very flexible. Fluid. Yes, yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. I have to say, I, I have read fan fictions in which like uh, people have several glands, like they have two glands on the neck or one gland on the neck. But the, the gland, gland is always there. Yeah, there's always some gland because that's where the alpha bites into yeah. to seal the mating deal. Sometimes you also have to have a bite from the omega to the alpha to kind of like reciprocate. Um, sometimes there is one mating gland, gland and other glands that are just kind of like, uh, um, I don't know. Have you read read the fake word? It's a it's a Raylo where he's like about a football player and she's like works for the football team and then they end up she goes into heat. No, and I have no idea how I could not have read it because now that you talk about it, I'm like Jen and I perking up, she goes into heat and do they all like black dagger brotherhood around? Yeah, so she team. ends up, they end up having to, like, basically, like, get, like, go into, like, his room or whatever. I can't remember. I read it years ago. And it's basically now then they have to, like, be together and they're, like, in college. And it's, mm. like... Sometimes, basically. yeah. Sometimes and, they don't want that. Like, but it, it, right. it's kind of, yeah. like, uh, yeah, some, or sometimes... Uh, you know, kind of like Immortals After Dark, which, you know, I personally love that series. But, you know, when you read the first book, you're like, oh, it's or is it the second that it's he is he knows she's her mate. Uh, Lachlan knows that she's his mate, mm-hmm. but she's like, no way, I'm not your mate. Like, so there is sometimes kind of like this unidirectional thing for a little bit. And then usually someone. What about up. multiple partners? What about Maynage or polyamory? that all happen here anything goes yeah i've re- i've read fix like that yeah. but there is usually one alpha uh not necessarily
necessarily. I've read, I've read Omegaverse with like two alphas and an omega, two omegas and an alpha, like a beta, an omega, and an alpha. Yeah. Like you okay. can mix it up. People yeah. are creative about that. Yeah. <laughs> and also just to say there like there is also female knots are also a thing. Like I've read fan fiction. How does that happen? Right. So the woman is an alpha and basically it's the way the like vagina clamps down. Sure. Or, or, this is science. Yes. Um, it's, uh, and, and the, the grip boy, Omega loves it, you know, it's, of course. It's, and he needs it. Of course. I mean, who wouldn't go on? <laughs> I'm checking. I'm just checking the pregnancy chart to see who's getting it. Who's impregnating whom in that scenario. It's so interesting for me, this chart, because I, I mean, why why can beta males I guess I guess the idea that beta, beta males I, I would say that beta females could get pregnant um just uh, less fertile than omega females yeah I mean it honestly again depends on the world because omegas are special they're like paranormal or not the omegas are the ones that get can get pregnant by an alpha like that's like the piece of but I so mean, what's a beta doing in there? The, the betas are, the are us. People. We are the betas. Yes, it, and the we're betas just are like, like hanging out in this on the sidelines, or like yeah. what, what yeah. are we doing? I mean, something. No, they're like part of the war. It's like again, like I'm gonna just bring it back again to Jar Ward. You it's know how butch. like the vampires are but- living in the world and they have different functions, and and then there's just this different breed of people within that world. That's a lot of omegaverse can be like that a lot and sometimes it's like straight up fantasy where like they are like in another realm yeah it's All like right. i would say uh also you know have you ever had nalini singh and her side changeling series it's basically yeah. like you have you know the side you have the changeling and then you have the humans and the yes. humans are kind of the standings Standings for us, uh, kind of. We, we just uh, read, and, and and then like she has expanded the series to have stuff about the humans themselves. They have their own right. love stories, but really, our favorites are. Always I mean, that's well. the thing. That's like that Black Dagger Brotherhood series. Like, look, Butch is a lovely person, but do we really want to read about him for a whole book? <laughs> I'll let you decide. Unless oh, having sex with vicious, then I <laughs> happily read a whole book about that. That should have happened so hard. That sh- really should have happened. Look. look it's very clear that like she ultimately when she could write when she felt she was qualified and able to write the gay romance she did but it did feel like butch and vicious were you know in that in that yeah but i mean again i think that's again why fanfic happens right because so Mm -hmm. many people were like vicious and butch should be together and so i'm gonna write the fic but also, I, mean, I I liked Butch's book with Marisa. Actually, I liked Mar- Marisa. Was that her name? Am mm-hmm. I making it up? Marisa's Butch's. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I, it was. I I really enjoyed that too. Uh, but you know, I just want everyone to fuck everyone. <laughs> I I would have preferred had they been just like in a threesome. Like one of them oh, yeah. ended up with anyway. But I mean, again, like if you want, to talk you can about read about this on Ao3. I'm exactly. sure. <laughs> Written by Adriana, probably 14 years ago. Or well, here's my question. Adriana, we know Ali is a fic writer. Are you also a fic writer? I write fic and mostly I write it for myself. Like I think maybe I've sent like a couple to my newsletter. Like last year I wrote like a, a stucky fic. And I sent But you don't put it on AO3. I, I ha- no, first of all, I'm too old. 
for AO3. Like by the time, they'll just kick you right out. By the time I started reading AO3, I, I wasn't, I was not like writing fic as like regularly. Like I wrote a lot of like Buffy fic in my day and things like that. But like, one, like by the time I discovered AO3, which was probably when did AO3 start? I don't know. It was like, like because they fanfic net. I was like in fanfiction.net, live. Yeah. And once those kind of like capsized, then everybody went to AO3. So, yeah. yeah. I, I want to say the early 2010s. Yeah. Yeah. I want to feel right. J2 was, came out. Well, it had to be because that's when, if you think about it, like all the Twilight fanfic was right around then. It was like 2009. Yeah. Yeah. Like Merlin, Harry Potter fic. Oh, and Harry Potter fic like predated that. All that Cassandra Clare and and the, Holly Black, all of them were on the fic boards for Harry Potter. Yeah. So and now, so now the big tell us. So what are the big ones now? The big there's Raylo, which feels Ray-Lo like the biggest. Is I mean, no, Stucky is still pretty yeah. Big. Everything Marvel is is very big, and there is a lot of DCU stuff as well. Um, it really like it, it really depends. Uh, there are media that are relatively small, like I said, for example, Teen Wolf. I don't think the show in itself was ever hugely but successful, was but really, like, but the fic really... was huge. Uh, Game of Thrones, there was a lot of fic. Oh, I yeah. recently watched. I don't know if you guys have seen House of the Dragon, but I have to say that. Um, I watched it and I found my ship instantly. Found my highly problematic ship, like. I think you were not the only one who found the that sec- problematic <laughs> shit. <laughs> the second that I literally, I was like 10 seconds into the show, I was like, oh, fuck. And, <laughs> and here and we uh, go again. There is already a ton of fan fiction about that. Yeah. I honestly, I, I think there isn't, I, I, I don't know what is the big, what is biggest. Definitely there is more MM fic than MF yes. fic in general. But um, again, um, yeah. I mean, okay. honestly, anything that you anything, can, I mean, I yeah. think probably the bigger the show, the bigger the fake. Like, I mean, Game of Thrones. Witcher. Well, remember when we were obsessed, continue to be obsessed with Miss Scarlet and the Duke and there wasn't, there was like none. No, no. I mean, I think it's, it's too small. It's PBS. It's too it's small, but, but Peaky Blinders has a ton oh, of fake. I've read a too. lot. Of, so um, much. Like uh, Cillian Murphy and um, Tom Hardy. Yes, Tom Hardy, Solomon. I let me tell you. Listen, there's I'm a lot it. out there. It's some of it is great. All right, let's do some recommendations. So we did. I I want to appreciate that your time, and I know Allie that you're not feeling well. Um, oh, but, but this is literally like it's, it's reviving me. It's yeah. <laughs> yes, I am um, healed. <laughs> could you like so, Allie, Recommend one or two of your like the ones that you would immediately recommend to a baby to somebody who's never done this before. Okay, can can you actually start with Adriana because yeah. I I forgot to bring my recommendations, but like I have my bookmarks on a three, so don't worry about that. Yeah, I have <laughs> yeah. my bookmarks up, so <laughs> I I would recommend can turn off what turns me on by Audrey Beck, which is just honestly like probably my favorite MF okay megaverse. Um, like I said, Ro Horvat, if you like, um, MM, 
they have, I mean, they have like the best, uh, to me, like book form, not a, like thick precious is the first one. It's great. And okay. probably like Giselle slash is the name of the thick author. She has really great stucky. Giselle slash. Yes. She has right. really, really great stucky. Omega verse. There's a lot, honestly, I mean, truly, you just really need to go into like AO3 and say Omega verse. And then your ship. Like, yes, like Bucky, Steve, and you're good to go. So what we'll do is I'm taking notes on everybody's recommendations and then I'll just text you guys after and you can send me links to the ones that we should post in show notes. But So everyone, we will post all of these in show notes. You don't have to be like taking furious notes, but Allie's going to give us some of hers now. She looks ready. She looks... I, I cannot, I literally cannot choose. I'm struggling to choose because I, I was looking through my AO3 bookmarks. And so it basically tells you what the most common tags that you bookmark are. And my first most common is alternate universe. My second most common is alpha, beta, omega mm-hmm. uh, uh, dynamics. So I, there is a passion here, clearly. I am so excited to have you. It's the okay. greatest years of our time. <laughs> okay, so one is actually, um, first of all, just like a general warning, definitely read the tags. Uh, and uh, like we were saying before, there are a lot of elements of Omegaverse that are very like, uh, like I said, you know, essentialist, problematic, <laughs> consent uh, might be uh, not exactly Perfect. So uh, read the tags before. I but... feel like if you've gotten this far <laughs> into the episode, you're prepared you're for good, whatever's you're coming. Good. You're good. Okay. So one is Reclaimed by Betts. Uh, she's actually quite a famous author in the Rail of Fandom for writing very edgy things that, again, I are very problematic. I, I enjoy very problematic things. But um, uh, I'm going to send a link. This one is kind of like a free rack because you are going to need an AO3 account to be able to read it uh, because she locks her work, um, which, you know, is, is something that a lot of people do. I think she's, I think the author, the fan fiction author, Betts, is actually a professional writer um, of, I want to say litfic or something. Oh my goodness. <laughs> well, yeah. that'll ruin her whole life then. She can like... possibly share that she writes this. I think That's sarcasm. Okay. Picture that Sally, Sally Rooney. Is, I hope it's uh... Salman Rushdie. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> Oh my god. Um yeah, so that that would be bets. Um okay. Um okay. Another one who is, which is a massive massive fan fiction, but it actually talks a lot about okay. Actually, guys, I cannot stop opening uh, <laughs> things you love. Yeah, everybody, we're just going to give you Allie Hazelwood's telephone number. You can text her. <laughs> I am She'll so just sorry. start one big text thread. Okay, okay, okay. I've chosen two. One, okay. The other one is called Juniper and Bergamot by St. Heretical. Oh, um, that's like real that. good. <laughs> so this is a different one. Or no, it's not a different one, but like kind of in inverts the trope because the guy is, uh, uh, it's another rail of fiction. I, I, I think you can probably sense a theme here, which is my, uh, my, uh, 
throbbing heart boner for Adam Driver. Uh, but yeah, so... I um, never would have guessed. <laughs> never. I had no Surprise. idea. <laughs> I, I hide it well. I hide it well. Um, so Juniper and Bergen on Mod by St. Heretical, he, Ben Solo, the Adam Driver guy, is actually an Omega, and uh, Ray is an Alpha. So you will discover a lot of beautiful things. It's also kind of like, it's a very Canadian story because uh, um, Canadian it's... Canadian uh, story? It's, it's... Okay, so the, the author, Jess, she's actually a, a very good friend of mine and she's amazing. And she... Um, uh, like, it's a story about, like, gin and basically he makes gin and at some point like he makes this gin that smells uh, like himself and sends it to her and she's has like the best (laughs) it's it's a really good story that i highly very cool yeah um and then another story from uh, that is like kind of different uh it's called abash the little bird i hope i'm pronouncing it right by Secret Rail Trash. And it's kind of like, um, it's a story that posits, what if uh, when, uh, um, you know, alphas and, and omegas go in heat, they also behave like other animals that go in heat? And you know that like when birds enter their heat phase, they start having like these really weird feathers on their tails. And like in this one, this fake, uh, uh, Kylo Ren grows a tail, like this, this really nice plumage. It's fantastic. It's so (laughs) good. And like the author is amazing. I I highly recommend it. I'm going to, I'm actually going to send like 10 more links. uh, Of course. We'll put more, we'll take whatever you want, Adriana, you too. And we'll put everything in show notes. So those are the ones that, that we're recommending this way, but don't forget to check note show notes because there will oh, be yeah, more going to be so many. Incredible I, experts. I'll share guys, a couple of like little one shots, like short ones, because I think it's a good way to like, like get a sense of Omega yeah. verse without having to read the whole story. It's like, you yeah. know, 5,000, 6,000 words. Yeah. I'll, I'll add some steric ones, uh, uh, like uh, you know the what? Teen Wolf one, which, uh, which are MM. What about some ones that are also on KU? Because I know a lot of our romance readers would like, right? Like, even with like the links and stuff, yeah. sometimes AO3 can be a little overwhelming. So, yeah. So, we have Ro Horvitz. The Ro yeah. Horvitz. There's another one that I have heard good things about, but I have not read it personally. But people who read like what I like have recommended it's called Pack Darling. Okay. And it's, I think the author is Lola Snow. And it's on KU and it's MF. I started reading it like last night, but I haven't gotten too far into it. And it's like college age. What are you preparing mafia yourself? Pack. What, wow. Did you say mafia? <laughs> I mean, they're like mafiosi. Like. Oh my God, I love it. And she's like. She's Just upending and she's the an whole alpha. thing. She's an, an omega. And, you I know, love it. So that one's called Pack Pack Darling, and it's also on KU. Um, another Omega Verse MM that is very popular. A couple of her books is Lita Blake has a few series that are Omega Omegaverse, and Lita Blake has been around for a long time and writing MM for a long time, and she has a few. Um, ones yeah but also jay award i highly recommend uh, we have agreed that she is Listen. our girl <laughs> somebody if you know jr ward's ao3 name the aoj we won't tell anyone 
but it'll be listed fourth. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Uh, before I started reading fan fiction, and this might be something you don't want to air, but like before I started reading fan fiction, m- one of my favorite romance books was, I don't know if you guys remember, it was called Asking for It or Begging for It. Oh, and yeah. then the, Lila the second Pace. one. Lila Pace. Lila I Pace. talk about that book all the time. Okay. So it's one of my favorite books ever. And it's I terrific. later found out that she is a fan fiction writer. And her her fan fiction name is uh, uh, Yahtzee, which uh, you will know because you must have read you must have read her MM her MM book, Lila Pace. Yeah. Yes. You, yes. Her MM book was a Cherry fan fiction. That's how I found out who she was because I was reading her Cherry fan fiction. I was like, wait, what? I read this book. It was amazing. Interesting. I had no idea because that book's been around for a bit for a minute. Yeah, I mean, and she sort of disappeared. She stopped writing. She as it's because as Lila Page. Well, she was um, Cindy. Cindy Huang was her editor, and when I was at dinner with uh, at dinner with Cindy, I, I like I don't know how, Did you but ask I, her about uh, I always, Lisa Valdez too. I don't know. Wait, <laughs> is Cindy Lisa Valdez's editor? Well, is she's a Berkeley editor, uh, author. Allie Hazelwood, okay. you were you had one job. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm asking. I'm literally emailing her right now. Like I'm gonna email her. Time. But I was at dinner with this thing, and I was telling uh, Cindy. Oh, I don't know because I, w- I was telling her that I would love to write a BDSM book, and I was telling her that asking for it. It's not really a BDSM book, but it's one of my favorite books. Yeah. And she was like, I edited that book, and I was like, What the fuck? <laughs> and I was Amazing. shocked, and I was like, because she had like five siblings that were all supposed to have stories. They were set up in that book. No one can change my mind. No, I was like, sure. I'm so no, she supposed to be a Listen, much longer she series. She knows how to write romance. She's clearly a romance reader. At my heart is... I was... I knew exactly... The other character Ali, I need perfect. you to email... Jen and I need you to email... Um, Cindy Huang immediately about Lisa Valdez. Yes. I didn't know she was you a need to leave I, I, us. I don't want you going to bed or anything. First, <laughs> you want to email. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out if I have her phone number. Can I just text her? Like, just, oh my god, guys! I'm, I'm sure she'd be leave. fine with you texting her about Lisa Valdez. Sure, that's normal. She'd be like, Sarah McLean asked you that. I know it. <laughs> How weird would it be to put Lisa Valdez on the on the subject line? Should I should I ease her into it? Um, like you know, I just was thinking. Listen, amazing. Her uh, okay, Adriana and Ali. This has been. <laughs> I mean, I the most, been. the best university I yes. attended. Yes. Excuse me, without excuse question. Me. It's called Omega Versity. Omega Versity, <laughs> the only word I will ever accept. <laughs> I mean, good luck. Good luck to Eric with this <laughs> unhinged, fucking insane. Thing that we just did. Thank you, Eric, uh, for for your he's gonna, he's gonna love it. Hey, he like, handled a lot of semen. Yeah, just you know the Jessica Kane special, which was like eight hundred people. Well, so. as I was leaving, I was coming upstairs. I was like, I gotta go record New Year's Eve, and he was like, Oh, it's New Year's Eve, and I was like, Yeah. He was like, Well, good luck talking about whatever the fuck you're gonna talk about. <laughs> he knew. So here we are. He knew. I don't think he's ready for ass babies, but <laughs> I mean, ass. I'm not. I, um, I'm certainly not. No. I, mean, I feel like there's a lot of focus on the ass babies. I've never actually read any of them when there's a pregnant Omega, because I don't like reading books with pregnancy. One Sherlock, one Sherlock fic in which uh, oh, he Sherlock. was, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sherlock was uh, 
pregnant after a heat and it was a whole problem. Sherlock was pregnant. I we saw Watson was the alpha. I love, I love whole like Sherlock Omega verse six. They are great. Is it like Lucy Lou Sherlock and uh, like no that no no, no Benedict Cumberbatch. No Benedict Cumberbatch. Sorry, I don't watch that one. uh, With Martin Freeman um, as the alpha. Interesting. See, I thought I understood the whole alpha omega thing, but then in that one, I would have flipped this. I would have flipped it. Uh, well, what? I mean, uh, Sherlock is just tall. He's a mess. <laughs> I mean, I guess he's a mess. It's true. There is actually, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the John Locke conspiracy and generally with this, the Sherlock fandom was unhinged and there were like the 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 fights, the fights about whether the bottom should be Sherlock or or Watson, where like I'm, I'm literally talking about people canceling each other. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, listen, I wouldn't have thought that I had an opinion about that, and then suddenly I had an opinion about it. So welcome. <laughs> well, look, Lucy Liu definitely could have topped whoever that. Yes, oh, yeah, there is yeah, the top. So she alpha, I omega, yeah, beta. I had no problem because I was like, of course. <laughs> well, I'm, sure, I'm sure it's out there. I'm sure it's out. There's a Lucy. There's a Sherlock. There's Sherlock. That show, like, I mean, there's also, well, I, I'm not even going to get into Buffy. Okay. we get. <laughs> oh, my God. Buffy. <laughs> that would no, be a that's another episode. episode. <laughs> I'm sure. Listen, everyone, it is New Year's Eve, and <laughs> we're so glad that you spent it with us. We hope this this episode starts off 2023 with a big bang for you. Um, it sure did for us. A big uh, bang, a bucket that, of semen, whatever. Very big <laughs> Our guests today are the absolutely incomparable Allie Hazelwood and our possibly our favorite person in the world, Adriana Herrera. And we are so, so grateful to you both for being here and for spending your time with us. You all know how much we love The Love Hypothesis, read Love on the Brain. Adriana's book, A Caribbean Heiress in Paris, was on our best of the year list but on the hustle on the hustle is was right there. My personal favorite on the hustle. Lots of but, not not but stuff, but like yeah. lots oh, of but appreciation. Okay, this a lot of appreciation and but stuff. Don't <laughs> <It's a> but <laughs> appreciation. <laughs> but. It really was. Happy New Year, twenty twenty three. Happy New Year. <laughs> I feel like I mean you know that. There's that gif of the guy who, like, with the glasses and, like, his mind is just expanding with the universe. Oh, that's, that's how yours? I feel. Okay. I'm the guy who blinks and his eyes oh, are, yeah. like, blue and then, bl- like, just blinks. <laughs> that's me. Just blinking. That's fine. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, This was amazing. Oh, amazing. And, you know, I had such a great time learning all sorts of things. Yes. All sorts of things. I think I'm going to like it. And, you know, I feel like one of the things I really appreciate, and I know that there are, like, people like this who are, can be new to romance, right? Like, it's so overwhelming, right? It's this vast ocean of stuff. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things I really appreciate is that both Allie and Adriana have shared, like, some recommendations of where you should start. And I think that that is, like, the best way to go. Because as anybody who's ever foolishly perhaps like myself tried to wander into AO3 just like unaccompanied (laughs) okay I don't know if I've ever told this story in the podcast before but when oh this is a funny story when I was pregnant I went into like a baby store for the first time and I had never been into a baby store before a regular baby store yeah like just no (laughs) true okay 
And I remember, I don't remember, like this baby superstore, whatever the fuck it was. I have no idea, right? And I, Sarah, I vividly remember I walked in and I looked around and I walked out. Mm-hmm. Like I too much, too much. No, no, thank you. It was like I needed like a little exposure therapy first, and then I had to go back with a friend who actually knew shit about babies. I was like, yeah, who was I don't. Like, You're gonna need diapers. Let's start here. Like you can ignore all this shit, but this shit's important. I mean, I had no idea what was going on, mm-hmm. and I feel a little way. Of, that's how Ao3 makes me feel. If I'm being honest, it is. It is a very large pool. Yeah. Here's what I will say. I'm extraordinarily grateful to AO3 for delivering us some of our very favorite writers. Absolutely. And I will fight anybody who says Fic is not delivering some of our very favorite writers these days. 100%. Um, Because it's awesome. This was remarkable. I can't imagine having learned from two more fun people. 100%. I am ready for the Hazelwood Herrera... Oh my god, it's perfect. It's like they need to write a paper, like an academic paper. They need a theory, the Hazelwood Herrera theory. Oh yeah, or like, or if we were shipping them, they would be like Adriani. I don't know, Ali. See, maybe Ali Draw Herrera Wood <laughs> Hazelra. Hazelra actually does sound amazing. <laughs> All right, so we we shipped them together. We gave them some names. That's what Ali and Adriana have. Filled our text thread with suggestions for Omegaverse fic. We will try and sort them in a way that goes from, I don't know, shallow to deep end. That's a, a metaphor we use often. Let us know if you're out there and you're Omegaverse readers and you were talking back to the episode this whole time <laughs> and you had thoughts or you have recommendations, hit us up. Yeah. We are on Twitter at Faded Mates. We are in on Instagram at Faded Mates Pod. We're on Tumblr um, at Faded Mates. And also you can always reply to us in on the podcast the blog <laughs> comments. You can That's leave us a comment now. at our website, fadedmates.net. Yes. Yeah, or that. That works too. Um, we have big news. We have new things coming in the new year. We're not gonna get into them tonight. But because we're we're all we've all been we're all in at plenty capacity, places everybody. <laughs> so, um, but we're super excited. Things are afoot, um, and we can't wait for 2023 with all of you. I'm Sarah McLean. I'm here with my friend Jen Prokop. This is Faded Mates. Happy New Year, everyone! Stick around, everybody. Right now, you can listen to an audio excerpt of Piper Rain's newest. You had your chance, Lee Burrows. Happy New Year. We will see you all soon. And, uh, you know, stay up all night reading Omegaverse. You deserve nice things. Chapter 1. Lee. Beep. I honk my horn and shine my brights at the car in front of me, but instead the windshield wipers run back and forth on the windshield. Shit. I scour the steering wheel of my new Denali for the damn brights, but the car in front of me moves to the right-hand lane just as I figure out how to stop the wipers. Thank God for tinted windows, because if a fan saw me being a prick on the US 101 towards Santa Clara, they'd tweet, post, and share it with the world. And then I'd be cast as an asshole in the gossip blogs. But I cannot be late on the first day of training camp, especially during a contract year. My phone rings through my Bluetooth, so I glance at the screen. 
Joran, my agent, surely has a checklist of players he needs to talk to this morning, since calling the first morning of training camp is a yearly ritual for him. In truth, the guy is a pain in the ass, but he gets shit done with a line of zeros on my contracts, so I can't complain. I hit the accept button on my steering wheel. Hey, Joran. How's my favorite Canadian football player? I'm your only client from Canada who plays football. I check my blind spot over my shoulder and change lanes, pushing down on the accelerator. Coach doesn't accept tardiness, not even from his number one guy. Me. Semantics, he says before I hear his muffled voice, his hand over the receiver, talking to his assistant. I chuckle. At least he owns his shit lines. There's no way Joran enjoys his life. I could see him stopping mid-orgasm with a panting woman under him to take a call. That's also what makes him the best in the business. Wanted to check in and see how you're feeling about today. Same as every year. Got some nerves, but nothing I can't stifle. I veer into the right lane to pass another guy who thinks he should be in the left lane. Atta boy. The better you do this season, the bigger the contract. It's unlike Joran to say something so obvious. Usually he's balls to the wall telling you how great you are and nerves are for the weak. He's not wrong, though. My fingers tighten on the steering wheel. My contract with the San Francisco Kingsmen ends after this season, so I can't afford any injuries. If the choice is mine, I want to remain with the Kingsmen. But if they do release me, I don't want to give another team a reason to lowball me. I love the life I've built in San Francisco. The city, my teammates, and the coaching staff are awesome. I've got a good thing going here, and I'm not ready for it to end. My childhood taught me what it feels like when a good thing ends, and I'm not a fan, nor do I want to repeat it. Yeah, I know, Joran. Don't worry, I've worked extra hard this offseason. I'm primed and ready and focused. I'm eager to get off the phone and listen to my music that will pump me up. Glad to hear it. All right, well, just wanted to wish you luck. We'll touch base later this week to see how things are developing. Sounds good. I hit end call, beating Joran because he never says goodbye. On to the next paycheck for him. The sign for my exit comes up and I pull off the interstate toward the performance facility situated right next to the Kingsman Stadium. After I park my car, gather my shit, and go inside, it doesn't take long before I'm met with the familiar faces of my teammates and coaching staff in the hallways. I say a quick hello to all of them, but continue on my way, anxious to get the first day of training camp over with. My nerves always dissipate after my first throw, as long as it's a good one and lands in the hands of one of our receivers. I walk into the locker room to my locker. You ready to do this? My teammate and best friend, Miles Cavanaugh, stands in front of his locker next to me. Miles and I played together at University of Michigan and somehow were lucky enough to end up on the same team a couple years ago. Ready as ever. He pulls me in for a brief hug before I drop my bag in front of my locker. All my gear neatly hangs in its designated spots. Along with my helmet, my locker holds all the team shorts and shirts emblazoned with my number and name for upcoming days, like today, when I guarantee we'll find out who sat on their ass all offseason versus those who didn't. I never tired of seeing my name on the back of an NFL jersey, and I try to never take for granted that my dream has come true. Fuck, Kavanaugh, it's too early in the season to smell that shit. Darius Jones, one of our defensive ends, steps into the locker room and covers his nose with his shirt. How can you sit next to him while he drinks that, Burroughs? I think I've grown immune to it over the years, I say. Miles is known for his juice cleanses and any new healthy fad. I swear every single one of them should have a warning. May need nose plug to consume. 
What happened to the dreads? I asked Darius. His hair is cropped close to his rich brown skin. Had to make myself less appealing. Too many ladies wanted a piece of me. The locker breaks into laughter, easing some of the tension. Some of the guys are shoe-ins for this season, but some are still chasing the dream. Unfortunately, by the end of training camp, the roughly 90 players in this locker room will be cut to 53. I gotta take a piss. I'll catch you at the meeting, Miles says and leaves. I chit-chat with a few guys as I change into Kingsman athletic gear. Now things get real. When it's time, I walk into the auditorium and sit next to Miles. We're going to have a good season. I can feel it, he says, rubbing his hands together. I whip my head in his direction. Jesus Christ, Miles, you're tempting fate. His forehead wrinkles. I don't believe in that bullshit. Everyone knows that's the kiss of death. He shakes his head at me. You honestly don't think we can do this? I'm superstitious, while Miles is the only player I've ever met who has never reworn socks, stopped shaving, or had some routine at every game for fear of losing a winning streak. I didn't say that, but it's not something you say like it's a sure thing. We have everything we need. Hell, Brady Banks at receiver and you at quarterback? He puts his hands in the air. Dream team! And he shrugs like the cocky asshole he isn't. You got me at safety on defensive, pick sixes all day long. He pretends to catch a ball and run. I can't stop laughing at my best friend. He's really not conceited, so when he pretends to be, I enjoy every minute of it. He turns to me, seeing I'm still not convinced he just put a spell on us. Whether we say it or not doesn't change the outcome. It's our hard work, our confidence, and our attitude that will get us to the Super Bowl. He smacks my shoulder. And that big contract you're looking for. I shake my head, not wanting to think about my contract at this moment, even if it looms above me like a dark cloud. Thankfully, Coach Baker walks through the side door, the rest of the coaching staff following him like little baby ducks crossing a road. What is this, kindergarten? Quiet the fuck down. His booming voice grabs everyone's attention and it turns dead silent. He smiles, happy he still has the authority to get us to do anything he wants. Welcome. The room laughs. Coach Baker isn't a hard ass, but he is someone to fear. He's all about hard work and dedication. Okay, for you newbies, I'm Coach Baker. He continues down the line, introducing all our coaches and staff. Lastly, he signals to Dr. Carlisle, our head athletic trainer. And when you get injured, here is the man you see. Dr. Carlisle steps forward, shaking hands with Coach Baker as though they didn't talk to one another minutes earlier. His short, light brown hair is perfectly gelled, and he's dressed in the Kingsman polo and khaki shorts as if he's ready for his endorsement deal. I think the guy is kind of a dick. He thinks he's a celebrity, bragging about his Instagram following, but he's kept me healthy all these years, so who am I to judge? Thanks, he turns to us in the stands. I'm Dr. Carlisle, head athletic director. I look forward to having a great season with you all and doing our department's part to keep you healthy. I'll start by introducing our staff members. For you veterans, we only have one new addition this year. The group of athletic trainers comes out, and I'm busy cracking my neck from my shitty sleep last night, so I don't bother looking as he says the names I'm already familiar with. Oh, shit, Miles whispers. What? I ask, looking down right as she emerges from the group. All the air in my lungs seizes as though I've been sacked by a 300-pound nose tackle. It's her, right? Miles turns to me. Shayna? Kudrow.
I finish for him, my eyes locked on her. It's her, the woman I screwed over in college. The same woman I've never stopped thinking about. Chapter 2 An Hour Earlier Shayna You got this, Shayna. Deep breaths. Deep breaths. I place my hand over my stomach to calm it. I swear acrobats are inside, practicing their tumbling act. The first day of any new job is nerve-wracking. The first day of a new job in a new city, even more so. But the first day working alongside the man who broke your heart brings on a whole new anxiety level. Especially when the man is the star quarterback and captain of the team. I've spent eight years avoiding the fact Lee Burroughs even exists. If his picture came on the TV, I'd change the channel. If I found myself in a sports store, I'd avoid the football section. And if I'd scroll past his picture with some beautiful woman on a social media gossip site, I'd click off the page. I definitely didn't stop and zoom in to see what kind of woman caught his eye these days. Spoiler, they were all the complete opposite of me. Okay, my willpower waned a few times, but I quickly realized how miserable seeing him with someone else made me and how it forced me to question all the self-confidence I'd rebuilt since college. So yeah, I recently stopped, but the important thing is I'm on the road to recovery. But it doesn't mean I don't think about him all the time. The plus side is I no longer think of him through the haze of a girl infatuated with a boy she thinks she can never have. Now, I think of him with narrowed eyes because I realize what a snake he really is. His affable good old boy charm is a front for a lying, manipulative, self-serving asshole. And with that reminder, I wrap my hand around the door handle to the San Francisco Kingsman's training facility and walk inside, ready to face him. I've been to the training facility for my interviews as well as last week to familiarize myself with his face. So I head straight down to the head physician's office to say I'm here. I did my introductory interview with Dr. Frampton, who I really like, since Dr. Carlisle was traveling at the time the position was announced. But I did my final interview with Dr. Carlisle. He's intimidating, to be sure. He has strong feelings and isn't afraid to express them, even if it might come across as belittling or rude sometimes. Still, he's the head of one of the best medical teams in the NFL, and neither he nor that jerk Lee Burroughs was going to prevent me from accepting my dream position. When I got a job with a professional team after loving football all my life, I could have pinched myself. After all, a quarterback's career is relatively short-lived, whereas I can spend my entire career with the Kingsmen. So putting up with Lee until he retires in a few years is an acceptable trade-off for the chance to do what I've always wanted. Besides, Lee already screwed me over once. Like hell, I'll let him do it again by turning down this job because it might be awkward between us. I'm no longer the shy, mousy girl he knew in college. I've worked hard to develop the self-confidence I always had before he entered my life. I arrive outside Dr. Frampton's office and knock on the door jam since the door is open. He glances up from the paper in his hand and takes off his reading glasses. Good morning, Shayna. Ready for today? I smile and step inside. Good morning. A little nervous, truth be told. 
He nods and offers me a nice, understanding smile. First day with the athletes, I get it. But just remember, we wouldn't have hired you if we didn't think you could handle the level of testosterone within these walls. I chuckle. Fair enough. He stands from his desk. I was just about to head down to see if Dr. Carlisle is ready to head out to the field with the players. Coach Baker always starts training camp with an info session for all the new players, part of which is introducing staff to everyone. I nod because talking right now isn't an option. The words players and introduction are lodged in my brain. My first run-in with Lee will be standing before him where he can examine me for as long as he wants, and I'll have to ignore the fact his eyes are even on me. Oh, please, Shayna. You're probably long forgotten in his head. He grabs a tablet off his desk and walks around it to stand in front of me. I can see you're nervous, but don't be. These may be the guys you've been watching on TV for years, but at the end of the day, they're people just like you and me. And they need us. He winks. Okay. I nod again, suppressing a cringe. Dr. Frampton doesn't know my history with her top player. Great. My reluctance at coming face-to-face with Lee again has made one of my bosses think I'm all starry-eyed at the prospect of being around professional athletes. Professional athletes that it's my job to put my hands on to make them feel better. I could strangle Lee all over again. Don't get me wrong. I've long been a bit of a football nut, and it'll be strange to be working with athletes I've cheered on from my couch for years. But that's not what has me so nervous. With any luck, Lee won't recognize me, or will have forgotten me entirely. As much as that would piss me off, it would make my life a heck of a lot easier. I follow Dr. Frampton out of his office. We have a quick meeting with the rest of the medical team, most of whom I've already met, before heading to the big meeting room where all the players and coaching staff are. My breakfast bubbles up in my stomach, and I paste on an air of confidence. I'm more than capable of doing this job and doing it great. But there's always the question of what my new coworkers and my bosses will think when they see me in action. Not to mention setting eyes on Lee in person for the first time in years. He's the star of the show around here. And even if I'm probably going to want to spit in his face when I see him, I can never let anyone know. While Dr. Carlisle waits for Coach Baker to introduce him, I stand behind him, silently repeating my mantra that I have this. Lee isn't all that. He's just a guy who wronged me. No one special. But when Dr. Carlisle says my name, I step out from behind him, smiling and giving a small wave to the players, quickly scanning the room for one man in particular. He's right in the middle, as anyone of his caliber would be. My breath catches. Lee Burroughs, the man who made me feel both the highest and lowest I ever have in my life. Of course, I know what he looks like these days. It's hard not to be aware of what the number one quarterback in the country looks like, but the magazines and television don't do him justice. He's as attractive as ever, but the boy has grown into a man. His brown wavy hair is cropped short on the sides, and his angular jaw is covered in a dusting of facial hair. Even covered by his shirt and shorts, there's no doubt his muscles are bigger and stronger. The fact that he's still as hot as ever is an annoying truth I'll have to deal with. 
but it's his look of shock that gives me satisfaction. His mouth hangs open, and he blinks his hazel eyes a few times, as if he's a genie who can clear me from his vision. Dr. Carlyle carries on, talking about how each of the players will be meeting with the medical staff to undergo an assessment over the next couple of days. But Lee's gaze doesn't stray from me. It's like a spider crawling over my skin. Okay, maybe not a spider. Maybe more like a single finger dragging slowly over my heated skin. But big whoop, it's still annoying. My willpower betrays me, and I glance his way a couple of times. That's when I spot him looking beside him at Miles. Clearly, those two are still thick as thieves. Miles catches me looking and slowly nods with a wry smile. I shift in place since they're both looking at me, and I listen intently to Coach Baker as he gives the guys a rundown of the morning's plans. He lists off a few players who need to come with the medical staff for their workups, and I'm finally able to escape Lee's intrusive gaze. As soon as I step out of his view, I rest my back on a wall and inhale deeply. Of all the shit I've gone through in my life, that might have been the worst. Okay, that didn't go so badly, right? I only have to do that however more thousand times until he ultimately retires. And if luck is on my side, the Kingsman won't renew his contract for next year. Easy peasy. Chapter 3 Lee I blink and blink again and look around. Sure as shit, it's not a dream. Shayna is walking out of the room. Of all the things I expected to deal with this week, coming face to face with my biggest regret was not one of them. Seeing her again pulls all that self-esteem out of me and throws it in a garbage disposal because she's a reminder of the slime ball I was with her. She looks different than she did in college. No glasses, shorter hair that's lighter with a hint of darker roots showing, but she's just as beautiful. And even though she didn't utter a word, she must be just as smart. Otherwise, she wouldn't have ended up working for the Kingsman. Dr. Carlyle and Dr. Frampton are notoriously rigorous in their hiring of new staff. Did you know she was working for the team now? Miles interrupts my thoughts. I shake my head. Of course not. What, you think she called me to use me as a reference? Miles holds up his hands. It's odd to just show up. She must have known she'd see you. What do you mean? I look away from the direction Shayna went and over at my best friend. He gives me a look like I'm an idiot. Even people who don't follow football know you play for the Kingsman. She would have too when she applied for and accepted the job. A small smile tips the corners of my lips because she does follow football. Maybe she's ready to forgive me. Miles shrugs and stands, clamping me on the shoulder. Wouldn't assume that either. I'm busy thinking, and he clears his throat, not walking down the stairs. Listen, man, you can't let her get in your head. My eyebrows crinkle. What? Never. But I already feel my head spinning, unsure how to handle this. You say that, but you're forgetting I was your roommate. I saw how the breakup affected you. I shrug his hand off my shoulder and stand. Thanks, Dad. He follows me. I'm serious, Lee. Don't let her mess up your mental game. It's just as important as the physical one. We walk down the stairs to exit the auditorium. I hold up my hand to get him to stop talking. Whatever would I do without you, oh wise one? 
Probably play for the Canadian Football League. I shake my head. It's a running joke between us, but Miles knows as well as I do that most of the guys in my home country could play in the NFL. There's just not enough spots for everyone, which is why I work my ass off every day to guarantee I'm a part of the league. In the hallway, I chat with some of the coaching staff about my workouts during the offseason, how I've kept in shape and my diet. Then I'm sent to the medical offices to undergo my physical assessment. A small part of me is excited at the prospect of seeing Shayna day in and day out. She's crossed my mind almost daily over the years, and not just because she's the one person I treated the worst in my entire life. Back in college, I got a taste of what we could be together, and if I hadn't fucked up, she could be the one I'm going home to tonight instead of an empty condo. I hope I'm right about her taking a position with the team, meaning that she's ready to forgive me and move on. I tried to get her back in college, but after she brushed me off numerous times, ignored me completely, and got angry at me for continuing to approach her, I gave up and stayed away from her for the rest of my time in Michigan. Sure, I was painfully aware we still shared the same campus because I'd spot her off in the distance sometimes, or pass her in the hall or on a pathway through campus, but she'd always look away or sharply turn at the last minute. Each time it happened, I'd lose all focus, and it took every ounce of willpower to not chase after her. But here, she has to work with me. It's time to make amends. Miles is right when he says I can't let her fuck with my head. I have a contract renewal coming up at the end of the season, and with our roster, there's a real possibility we could make it deep into the playoffs this year, if not the Super Bowl. I need to put this thing with Shayna to rest sooner than later because it'll hang over my head like a thunderstorm until it's resolved. I walk into the trainer's room and immediately inspect each athlete and trainer for Shayna. She's off in the corner working with Brady Banks, our new wide receiver we picked up during the offseason. She's straddling his leg to assess his knee and my fists squeeze together, desperate to unleash my sudden anger. Brady Banks has a reputation in this league. Professionally, the guy is the best there is, which is why he went free agent this year and had multiple teams vying for him. It's his private life reputation that's making jealousy turn my stomach as if he and Shayna are both naked. Coach told me to report to Dr. Frampton, but instead my feet moved to Banks and Shayna. I tell myself it's because I've been wanting to get to know Brady and what better opportunity than now to invite him out with me this weekend. I mean, he's the guy I'll be throwing to most of the season, so we should get off on the right foot and all. Hey, Brady, I put out my hand. Wanted to come by and say hi. Shayna's body stiffens and her bluish-green eyes meet mine for the briefest second. He puts out his hand and we shake. Hey, man, good to meet you. How are you liking San Fran so far? I cross my arms and widen my stance, willing Shayna to chime in. He slyly grins. These are my old stomping grounds. I grew up here. Well, I guess that's why the Kingsman won you. What am I, a stuffed animal in a crane game? You were about that hard to win. We both laugh. I hate those fuckers. I never win. I glance at Shayna, who stepped away from his legs. Finally, fuck. You sure you're not going to miss the Wisconsin winners? I ask. He chuckles. Not even a little. Shayna pretends she doesn't hear us. Brady must notice me staring because he gestures toward her. Have you met Shayna yet? We were just bonding over being the newbies on the team. And the fact she's from Wisconsin. The fans are probably burning my jersey back there. They're loyal, if nothing else, I say. She smiles. At him. Of course she does. My jaw ticks. Hi, Shayna, I say. She draws in a deep breath and turns her head in my direction. Nice to meet you. She nods.
The cold and clinical nature of her hello freezes my insides. She's clearly not here to put anything behind us. So that's how she wants to play it? Pretend we don't know each other? Pretend I haven't been balls deep inside her while she screams my name when she comes? All right, I'll play along. For now, that is. Same. I hope everyone's been nice. Her eyes narrow an infinitesimal amount, but I notice. She's trying to act unaffected by my presence. Everyone's been very nice, yes. I nod. Good to hear. Looking back in Brady's direction, I say, I came over to see if you want to go out on Saturday night. Nothing crazy, just thought we should get to know each other better before the season. But let me make the arrangements. I know you've lived here a while, but I have some killer hookups in the city. I'll work my magic and get back to you. Great. Do your thing. I glance at Shayna one last time. It was nice to meet you. She nods, but doesn't bother making eye contact with me, instead focusing on stretching out Brady's foot. I reluctantly walk over to Dr. Frampton. She's clearly still giving me the cold shoulder. Guess that means I'll have to try harder to warm her up. For both of our benefits this season.